Welcome to another episode of Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway, and we're going to bring you more bespoke top-end content just for the for the podcast crew. Uh, now, the reason we're doing this is because there has been some feedback that uh, last week, at uh, the beginning of a couple of episodes, uh, lacked zhuzh. Yeah, and that's, do you know what, I'll be honest with you, it's probably why, because we re- record the intro sometimes right at the end of the show when we've absolutely flogged ourselves to death in terms of content, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which, so, is, which is bad. So we, we've taken that on board, and that is why there is some bespoke sporting entertainment. Uh, it's been a while since we've tried to live throw paper balls into the bin. This is what you want to hear. This is what you want to hear when you're on your way back from work. But can I drop kick a paper ball into the bin? I don't think you can. I'm going to, I'm going to be completely honest about this. I don't think you can. All right, summon up your inner John Motson. Uh, describe to our listener right now the distance that I am between the bin and where I'm stood. I'd say you're about 14 feet away from the bin. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the bin's tucked in the corner of, of the wall, so you've got that on your side. But it's a strange oval-shaped bin. It's on its side. This is going to be a difficult shot. Now, I'm just going to lob you the paper ball just so you can verify... So that is just a normal paper ball? Yeah, that seems... It's tightly coiled and wrapped up, uh, so it's got a good velocity to it, but that is just a run-of-the-mill paper ball. OK, here we go. Best of luck. Oh, it's a wild shot. It's very short. <laughs> very short indeed, folks. The answer was no! Here's the rest of the show. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Hope you're having a good Monday. Uh, I dropped the marmalade this morning, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> I was about to ask. Oh, I've dropped me marmalade. <laughs> so smashed a whole brand new jar of thick cut marmalade. Uh, first thing this morning, in, in me pants, trying to get Thea some breakfast. Shards of glass everywhere, and, and then I was I was faced with this dilemma. Right, if you've just dropped a massive like brand new jar of marmalade or jam or whatever, what do you do first? Do you do you mop it first, or are you trying to... I, I tried to sweep it up first with our dustpan and brush, which got me in huge trouble with Katie, because it was like marmalade stuck to all the bristles. I was cursing. I think I would have gone kitchen roll first. We don't have kitchen roll in our house. All oh, right, OK. Not organised enough. <laughs> so it, I've literally had to scrape it up. It's all over the dustpan and brush, mopped it, then I've hoovered it as well. I would say it's the worst thing in the world to drop, and I thought, for, since this has been the, the footnote to my Monday so far... Let's have this out in the open once and for all. What is the worst thing in the world to drop? It might not be the worst. It might not be the worst, but it's really strange. I think there's something in the home time water today because I dropped an entire punnet of raspberries this morning. Right, OK. Round about the same time that you're dropping your marmalade. Uh, Maybe literally the same time. Yeah, probably could be. Split screen. Yeah, but that's bad because your raspberries are fruit that picks up every bit of dust or hair that's on the floor. But the good thing is, obviously, if you just wash your fruit anyway before you eat it, it's fine anyway. See, I never, I never wash fruit. You never wash fruit? Never wash fruit, just have it straight out of the packet. Plus, there'd been a four-second rule on, on those things that had fallen on the floor, so you'd probably be fine. I don't know how you're still standing. <laughs> I don't know. Neither do I, to be honest with you, <laughs> with a Monday like this. Uh, Rob says, my wife dropped a jar of marmalade out of the fridge a few weeks ago on holiday. Uh, we rented the holiday home for a week uh, for my birthday and it smashed the induction hob and cost us £900 to oh. repair. What a sequence of events that is. Come on then, what's the worst thing in the world to drop? Do you know what? I've gone and replaced it. I've bought Thin Cut later on today mm-hmm. uh, because I wonder whether it was the Thick Cut that just unbalanced it in my hand. Because it had, it had butter on it from a previous user. So it's tilted out my hand. I'm thinking, Thin Cut, it's not doing that. I love the way you've uh, referred to that person as a previous <laughs> user. There's only one person in your house that is old enough uh, to be using marmalade. And Katie hates it, so it's obviously me. <laughs> All right, OK. It's me. Um, but look, so what is the worst thing in life to drop? Get in touch with the show. Uh, Jim has come straight in with something that I didn't even know was a thing. 
but it strikes me as one of the worst things you could drop. Jim has dropped a bottle of fish sauce. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go everywhere. But that stinks. I don't mind the smell of a fishmonger's, but that's because I'm in a fishmonger's. If suddenly your kitchen smells of fishmonger's, that's not where I want to be. It's next level, I think, that fish smell. Uh, Paul says, I dropped my prosthetic eye whilst flushing the toilet. I actually rang work the next morning and had to say, I won't be in today. I flush my eye down the loo. If you can beat that one, we want to hear from you. A nameless text to 81215 says, milk in your car. That is that is bad, that one, because that you're only going to know whether you've cleared that up properly the next time it's really hot and sunny. Yeah, and people, people if you give someone a lift, they're going to think that's you, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Honking. Uh, Jess says, uh, I used to go back to Malaysia every year to see my family since I was six months old. And when I was about four, I climbed up to grab a vase and dropped all of its contents over me, which turned out to be my ancestors' ashes. Oh, no. Apparently her grandma had to pray a hundred days and nights for my forgiveness. <laughs> Repercussions with this stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there are. Uh, Carl is hanging on with a bad one. You've dropped something. What is it, Carl? Yeah, I dropped my motorbike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us what happened, Carl. Uh, I was loading my motorbike onto a trailer and uh, my wife stood there and I, it slipped because I slipped on some gravel and she thought she could catch it, stuck herself underneath it and broke her leg. Oh, the ultimate sacrifice, though, for your bike. You, you must have huge respect for her. Well, yeah, because the bike was okay. So. <laughs> what kind of bike was it? Like a, a real heavy... I guess they're all kind of heavy, but what kind of bike was it? Was it? Just a race bike, a black and gold race bike. So. Do you still ride together now? Yeah, she comes on the back. <laughs> OK, I mean, I, I don't want to interfere in your relationship, but you don't sign, sound particularly remorseful about this uh, incident, Carl. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I married her. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what a blase attitude, I love it. Have a great day. What's the worst thing to drop after I dropped a load of marmalade uh, this morning? I'm going to I'm going to say that dropping your tea if you're starving in the evening is one of the worst things ever. Oh yeah. You ever dropped your tea before? It's just a terrible thing. Zoe says my husband dropped his spag bowl all over our cream sofa stroke carpet. He sat down and listen to this. The details amazing. It slowly slid off his plate <laughs> and it had grated cheese on top, which has gone all stringy. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Thomas says, if you drop a hot microwave meal, don't try and catch it. I spent the rest of that <laughs> evening nursing a burnt hand. Had to have sandwiches for dinner. Uh, and one here, not exactly on topic, but if you're talking about things that you wish could be dropped, I'd say Harry Maguire. Oh. Why have you started writing back on the thick-cut marmalade? It was thick-cut, yeah. <laughs> and, I've, and I've bought thin-cut now, and I feel like it's changed me forever. <laughs> Laura says the worst thing to drop is definitely glitter. Dropped some at my mum and dad's house during Christmas. It was there for months, still finding it in June. Oh, we've got Ollie on the line. Ollie, what did you drop? I was doing a delivery in, in um, Wilco in Kingston, and then uh, we had this um, cage full of paint. Right. The cage door flew open, and a big tub of emulsion paint literally just fell off. I went all the way up the travel lodge wall, just split all over the floor. <laughs> so it went up the travel lodge wall. How many how many litres of paint are we talking? I think it was a five litre tub. That's a lot. It quite, yeah, it was a bit nasty. So what do you then go and do with the Turin shroud up the uh, travel lodge wall? <laughs> how do you clear that up? Do you go and knock <laughs> on the travel lodge? Or? I, well, first of all, um, I legged it to the shop, onto the shop floor, straight to the cat litter section. Cat litter? And I, yeah, cat litter soaks it up. Wow, all right, MacGyver. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Yeah, so um, I went to the cat litter section, literally poured it all over the paint, soaked it up, left it there for a bit, and then I had to clean it up later on. And, yeah, I did have to knock on the table lodge and say, sorry, I've dropped like, the paint up the wall. <laughs> but don't worry, there's cat litter on there. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, do you know what? You've become a legend, though, right? Uh, Ollie, you are a legend because I think anyone listening to this right now has got an area in their, in their local you know, town or village, whoever, where someone, a legend, has dropped paint, whether it's down the street or in a car park or whatever. You're that guy. Yeah, there's a place which sells catlet near you and all your work. Get in there. <laughs> Great tip, Ollie. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Cheers, Ollie. Right, Emma, what did you drop? 500 grams of natural yogurt. That's a big pot. That's a big pot. <laughs> Madam. <laughs> um, how easy is I that think. to clear up? Um, I wiped it all up, and when I come home from work today, I've noticed. The kitchen floor is still white. Oh wow! So this is this is a, a very uh, recent droppage. You did you did this, it recently? This was yesterday. Uh, and talk us through the scenario. What happened? Did it fall out of the fridge, or you just stumbled with it, or what? No, it fell out of the fridge. I was in the fridge getting things out to do the the, you know, the big roast Sunday lunch, uh, and in my eagerness, took the chicken out, knocked the entire pot off yogurt. <laughs> And you changed the colour of your kitchen floor. I really wanted to cry. <laughs> um, the kitchen floor is still white. Even though I cleaned it all and mopped it, it's kind of like dried white. Oh, wow. dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, I mean, if anyone's listening to this and they might have one of those... You know, sometimes you get those brilliant... Oh, put a bit of salt on it, put some red wine on it. Yeah. Don't put red wine on it. But do you know what I mean? Some kind of, like, hack. Hack, yeah. yeah. Well, Go well, buy your Yo Valley. Exactly. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I was out some boxes on Saturday and I found my old Nintendo Wii. Wow, well, how old are they now? <laughs> That's a quite a few years back, isn't it, the It's Wii? probably older than than I'd care to imagine, but I was so happy. I, I thought I chucked it a couple of moves ago. It was... An, Nintendo have made some iconic games consoles over the years, but the Wii... I think there's still people who still use them. They're, yeah. They're, they st- stood the test of time. Don't they're brilliant. I don't see it or anything like that, but I'm, I'm going to hopefully wire it up to the... Wire it up. <laughs> Connect it to the telly. <laughs> sort it all out. Connect it to the telly downstairs, see if I can get it going again. Just talking about this, discuss... Natalie told me over the weekend when I was going about this discovery of the Wii Uh my mother-in-law completed Tomb Raider you are joking me. No, I'm not joking you. So what, what's her first name? Val. Val. So she yeah. doesn't sound like, no offence to Val, she doesn't sound like someone who'd be there playing Tomb Raider, does oh, it? it surprised me. She's, you know, she's north of her 70s. That's that's a fact. That's not a slur on her. I, I, I'm in admiration that I am. she has completed Tomb Raider. I came nowhere near it. I met her at Rocco's party. At no point did she say, she introduced herself, she didn't say that she had completed Tomb Raider. <laughs> that's a very good point. I'd have been, that's one of the first, I'd have that on my CV. You completed anything? Never. Do you know, I've only ever, come, I mean, I'm a big computer game fan. I've only ever completed one game in my life, which is L.A. Noir. Do you remember that one? I don't. Set in the kind of 1950s in America and stuff made by the people who made Grand Theft Auto. I'm currently playing Elden Ring. Right. You know, this game is nails hard mm. that came out a couple of weeks ago. And, it, you know, it's really, really difficult. But I was chatting to my oldest daughter at the weekend. I think we're going to try and complete it together as like a father-daughter thing. Oh, great. So we were creeping around in the under- undergrowth trying to dodge these kind of weird creatures and stuff. But I, I really want to, like... 100% agree to actually complete it. I'd feel so good if I did. Considering you've just said 10 seconds ago you've never completed anything, setting the goal for this Nails Hard game as being your first completion, that's great. Well, you know I was thinking, if you're going to go for it, you might as well go right to the top. Yes, do you know what I mean? why not? So, yeah, I'd love to complete that. It doesn't have to be computer games, but if there is something that you are very proud that you have completed, share it with us tonight. So, I was astounded to find out over the weekend that my mother-in-law has completed Tomb Raider. It's an amazing achievement. Go Val! <laughs> 
find out about the things uh, that you have completed. Gloomhaven, heard of this? Yes, one of the greatest board games of all time, but it's gigantic. It oh, takes really? like, I think it's like 50 or 60 hours to play. Well, this board. tweet here says both the base game and the expansion. Frosthaven, I do believe. <laughs> well, there you are. One on the bit, forums. Bit of knowledge. Uh, Robin Westcliffe says, I've... I completed a Bic Biro. I used all the ink without losing it. I, I, at first, I was going to just text him back and say, never contact us again, but he's actually got a point. Sometimes you always lose you lose Biros all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's a very good point, yeah. I'd like to know whether it's uh, just your standard Bic or the uh, Cristal 1.6mm. Rob, get back in touch. All is forgiven. I'm going to chuck another one in the mixer as well. I've gone through Peep Show, all series of Peep Show, mm. on DVD back in the day. I think we've done it two or three times. So oh, wow. I've triple completed Peep that's, Show. That's impressive. Which is the greatest comedy programme of all time. Reverend says, I've completed two novels in a young adult fantasy trilogy that I'm writing and I'm currently barrelling through the third. I don't have an agent or a publishing deal so no one actually wants to read them but yay I finished something. Well done. Fair play. Malcolm says since working from home I've been able to use up several pads of post-it notes. Right. The satisfaction when you use that last post-it is great. Never happens in the office. You get halfway through them and then they grow legs when some thieving Herbert walks off with them. Cracking use of thieving Herbert proper dad thing that. I don't think I've ever got to the end of a uh, little stack of post-it notes have you? Me neither. Never eh? seen the last one what an amazing thing. We've got Catherine on the line what have you completed? Um, I've completed Elite the computer game on the Acorn Electron. Now Elite was the first video game I ever played in my entire life and it wouldn't work on my dad's computer it was, it was, it was so frustrating but you, you play as a, like a little spaceship flying around you can trade stuff and rotate yeah. as you go into space stations and stuff right? Yeah you have to spend your entire time trying to dock without crashing into the Space station. <laughs> and so that was ages ago, though, yeah? So have you completed anything since or what? No, probably not. <laughs> That's oh. my greatest achievement in life. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the Acorn Electron, just uh, reminding myself, this is one of those ones where you were loading uh, loading a game up with a with a cassette deck. It's back in that day, back in that era. <laughs> yes, way back then. <laughs> well, we'll have to uh, get our producer Adam into it. He's quite into docking. It looks like a quite a cool game. Is there anything you've tried to complete since that you haven't quite completed yet? Um, no, I think I completed that during university holidays when I had a lot of time on my hands, but now, no, too much life going on. You need to set yourself a challenge again. Come on, Catherine, what are we going to do? What's going to be the thing? I know, maybe I'll go on the Tomb Raider and try and get that going on the Wii. Oh, God, if you haven't played <laughs> anything, get, I, if you haven't I, played I, anything since Elite, I'm not sure that Tomb Raider's for you. Well, also, no, I, do let, ha- I do have it, but I couldn't get past the first bit where you had to throw your arm up and hook something. And well, you give her Val's I, number. Val will be able to talk her through it. <laughs> yeah, do a tutorial. Uh, thank you for getting in touch with some amazing feats. Uh, we've got Debbie on the line right now. Debbie, what have you completed then? OK, so Terry Pratchett wrote, I think it's 40. Discworld books. Right. Um, and I read all of them in lockdown. Wow. So you weren't into Terry Pratchett at, and, until lockdown. You thought, right, I'm going to work my way right through them. Yeah. And thoroughly enjoyed them as well. <laughs> I don't want to talk you down here, but it's not quite the achievement that you said it was. He only wrote 41 Discworld books. Oh, dear. <laughs> A moot point. That's fantastic. I'm going to put that on his LinkedIn profile. Richie Firth, a moot point. Uh, Megan, what have you completed? I've completed um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the series on Netflix, about four times. Wow, so you've been through it. I mean, I've done three runs through Peep Show. Four, though, that's that's going something, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's just my total comfort show. So when it finishes, I just start it again. Uh, now, I've never started it, so pitch it to me. It's about a police precinct, and it's just got, like, really bad jokes in it. It's actually probably quite a bad programme, but it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, you say comfort blanket. I mean, these are weird times at the moment, so do you feel like you're, go- you're being thrust back into the arms of stuff that you know and it's safe like that at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I think everybody's kind of got that thing that whether it's a film or a programme or something like that, that you just, it's like the one thing you know is the same. Okay, and where, and where are you watching this? Are you in the lounge with other people or do you take yourself off to go and watch your Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, just myself. I like to have things on in the background, so if I'm drying my hair or stuff, I just have it on. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's a good way to get through it. Megan, you describe it as a bad show with bad jokes. Uh, you're a fan of Home Time? <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This week we are looking at the 70s as we try and decide which is the best decade. Uh, over the next few weeks, something we're doing here at Absolute Radio, you can vote what is the best decade, absoluteradio.co.uk. Turn of the 70s this week, the decade both you and I were born. That's right. Also, I would say uh, the decade that was the, the birth of the terrifying government safety advert they're on oh, in the evening. Oh, yeah. So you remember that when you were kids? Uh, it was wall-to-wall scary government safety adverts. Uh, and it was, you almost felt like it was too scary to step outside the house. Or actually, they could get you inside the house, like the, the infamous chip pan fire one, mm. with the mum chucking a, a wet tea towel over the top of it. So this hour of the show, please reminisce back, go back to your youth, what in your mind was the most terrifying government safety ad from back in the day. I can always remember the the, the, the train-related ones, because I've always loved trains, still uh-huh. do, not grown out of it. Um, there was always a really horrible ones about just, like, kids that were, like, throwing things. It's just like, that was grim. But I think... Weirdly, I don't know if this is still the case now, but like in seventies and eighties, there was something about the, the mythological world down the side of like train lines, and you know those paths, overgrown paths down the side of railway lines, yeah. is where you used to find stuff in the hedge and all that kind of thing. Don't do it, kids. Don't go anywhere near. Stay away from it. Uh, one for me, and this is a weird one. This is obviously growing up by the coast in in Devon. There was always an advert on about uh, the the dangers of having your tea and then going for a swim immediately afterwards. <laughs> getting a cramp and then there's, there was this person I remember it's like a cartoon dreadful grainy cartoon of this guy waving for help and people waving back for him <laughs> thinking he was just saying hello from the cliffs but he had his tea too close to swimming and he was just disappearing under the water it's terrifying the 70s were a scary place. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure it can be the best decade. <laughs> no, because it had all these adverts. But anyway, you can vote about what is the best decade at absoluteradio.co.uk. And if there is a particularly haunting public information message that you can remember, share it with us. Sam says the electrical safety ones, especially the one about not climbing into substations. See, the one that freaked me out about that, there was another one where, do you remember there was a couple of kids in terrible flares practising casting with their rods? Don't do that. We used to do that when I was a kid. Our, our dad took us to the local field to practice casting before we'd go fishing. It's people like you that uh, made them have to make messages like that. It's me dad, Nige. It's him. Cy Butler says, uh, Alvin Stardust standing on a high street in leather saying to young girls they must be out of their tiny minds. Made me look both ways. <laughs> uh, Neil says, I don't think anyone can forget the Charlie Says adverts. <laughs> Even the prodigy making a song out of it. Oh, they were absolutely iconic. And North Villain says, Sparklers 
Christ, I'm still scared now. Now, Danielle raises a really good point here, actually. A little bit of a romantic thought, this one, really. And I guess he wasn't even terrifying. But the Green Cross Code Man, I think you can file that under the safety stuff. That is a very 70s thing. That was just the outfit was just something else, wasn't it? <laughs> was that, um, that was... Uh, Dave Prowse. That was Dave Prowse, wasn't it? was it? indeed, yeah. Bit of a legend. Andy Higgs says, uh, the one of kids swimming in a quarry pool that finished with the Grim Reaper's cape being thrown onto the surface. Loads of people have tweeted a photo oh, of that. Just the Grim Reaper sat there. How scary is it for kids back in the 70s? It's unbelievable. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. There you go. There's the podcast. Uh, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, you want one more go? You want one more kick? Is that what you want, you guys want? I can read your minds. You want Richie to try and drop kick the ball into the the waste paper bin one more time? He's he's got range this time. He's had a ranger. Three, two, Two, one, go. A little bit closer, but again, quite a poor trajectory. Join us again tomorrow for more ball kicking. I doubt it.